so for those of you who don't know, we're doing a series um, from uh, Signs of the Kingdom. And this week I'm going to be looking at joy and we're going to be looking at in Isaiah like different scriptures that bring out signs of the kingdom. Um, so I've got the pleasure of speaking on joy. Um, I want us all to turn to Isaiah uh, chapter 9 uh, verses 2 through 7 and I'm going to read them in a bit. Um, but yeah, we'll just be reading from Isaiah 9. So if you want to get that up now, that's great. Um, before I speak about something, I always think it's really good to define it because for some of you like in there, like like me, like I just, I'm not very good with definitions and words and stuff like that. And joy is a word that we use all the time. Um, so it's really helpful for me, but then also I think God sometimes reveals something when we unpack a word as well. Um, and the definition, the Oxford definition of joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Um, and I think it's really interesting that it says feeling because that isn't the joy that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about a deep deep-rooted joy that doesn't shift no matter what season you go through, one that is constant in times of pain and frustration, and it is greater than a feeling, but it's actually a gift from God, because joy is different from happiness. We know that because happiness is a temporary high in this world that we live in, but joy is an eternal, everlasting love with God. And um, joy is spoken a lot about in the Bible. You can probably find it in pretty much every single book. Um, but uh, it's also spoken a lot in Isaiah as well. And so we're going to be reading from Isaiah 9 verses 2 through 7. And I'll just read this for us now. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in, in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Um, and it's such an amazing passage. We hear that a lot at Christmas time because of the prophecy of Jesus being born. Um, and here we see such a great promise of God bestowing upon us the joy that will be poured out. And specifically in verse 3 where it says, You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. This is the joy of God's kingdom coming, um, and the source of that joy is Jesus. And we know that this is a promise, uh, a prophecy that is being made, but actually we have the beauty of living in the time where Jesus has already came, that Jesus lives within us, that that joy is actually within us now. Um, and the goodness of Jesus is within you. Joy comes because we've been saved, we've been purified, and we've been forgiven, and we can live in that everlasting joy. 
So a little bit of my story for you guys, as I realise most of you probably don't know me. I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I'm actually one of seven children in my family. Um, and me and my twin sister are the youngest of everyone. So as you can imagine, you know, very busy house. Don't get a lot of time to myself. So I never really, like, literally felt alone growing up. Um, and that was really comforting to, for me. Like, I found a lot of my identity in that, the fact that I was surrounded by people all the time. Um, but when I was 14... Uh, me and my family went through a really difficult time and actually that was really tested and I had to think okay I've obviously like I've professed that I believe in Jesus I profess that I need him in my life but when it came to a moment where like everything around me is like crumbling down and like my foundation isn't actually in Jesus it was in the fact that I had family it's in the fact that I had people around me um and it was actually in the darkest time where I found that joy in Jesus. And I, I purposefully tried to pray and I prioritized time spent with God. Um, and it actually made that time in my life not seem so drastic. Now when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, that was such a breeze. I could go through that again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through it again. But it's definitely helped. And I know that in Isaiah, um, in the first verse that we read, uh, not chapter 9, verse 2, it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. And that was me. That was like I was walking in darkness without even realizing it. And then suddenly this big thing happened. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Turn to God. And he is the light in that situation. He's the one that I ran to. And I'm so glad I did that. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I think my young people, like um, if anyone knows Mimi, she said to me like yesterday, I'll go into like what we were doing yesterday, but she was like, why are you so happy? Like, shouldn't you be scared to like do these things that we're about to do? And I was like, I'm petrified, but like, let's just like pretend like that this is a great thing. And like, and I think they, they definitely see in me that I'm like quite a happy person, but that's really not the case. Like I think happiness is so, is so overrated. Um, and, um, so it's only the grace of God really that, um, means that, um, even though I'm not a perfect human being, I can have this joy, deep joy within me. Um, and, and it's once I invited Jesus into my heart when I was a young girl, or it's when I, in that dark time, decided to, look, I'm going to pray, I'm going to spend time with God, and I'm going to let this joy grow and become something really beautiful. Um, and it might be hard for you guys to know that, but if you, have, if you have accepted Jesus in your heart, if you know the joy of the Lord, it is already within you. And even when you go through those really difficult times where you just feel like what is going on like kind of like what Steve was saying earlier on where you're like I don't have any hope I've lost it it's actually it's still there it you know the darkness feels like it's overpowering it but the light has not disappeared the light still shines through in the darkest times um and so given the topic of joy, there's so many routes you can go down. You know, I can go down personal stories that I've experienced. Or I could like say facts about joy and like all these verses in the Bible where it talks about joy. Um, but I really felt like God was putting on my heart to talk about um, our brothers and sisters in Christ across the globe um, that know this joy of Jesus, that built their life upon Jesus, but actually experience real persecution and um and terrible things. Um, I'm connected with Open Doors, um, which is a charity, if anyone doesn't know about it, that was pioneered by this guy called Brother Andrew um, in 1955 when he 
um, found the persecuted church. He experienced it firsthand, and and um, ever since then, he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna smuggle Bibles into Eastern Europe," and his legacy has massively outlived him because six decades later. Um, Open Doors is not just a charity that works in Europe and in Eastern Europe, but it actually works across the world. And it is so beautiful to see. Um, and there's something really amazing about uh, Christians who experience this persecution because I'm not going to lie to you, the joy that they carry, it feels like it's a different kind of joy because they literally live out that verse in Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I don't know how many of us would feel comfortable in that situation, but these people literally their life is on the line and they're still like yeah I'm still going to follow Jesus it doesn't matter if I'm going to die for it I actually choose to follow Jesus and um, it just brings back into the Isaiah chapter 9 but verses 6 through 7 where it talks about Jesus being born for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end and these people are going against their government because of what they believe these people are literally like I'm not going to listen to what my government is saying I'm not going to listen to what my MP or whatever it is are saying I'm going to choose to follow Jesus and I'm going to put my life on the line in that and um, I heard about this guy called Douglas he's a church leader in Iraq and he's been he's had terrible things happen he's been shot he's been beaten he's been imprisoned his church was destroyed by a bomb attack and um, and for the best part of his life people have tried to convince him that God doesn't love him people have literally like tried to do everything to say that God isn't real and that God doesn't love him but remarkably remarkably he intimately knows joy he knows what joy is and um, Douglas now works in a church in Herbo in northern Iraq Um, and the grounds of his church have now become a refugee camp and they have like 700 people come in because they've had to flee out of their towns because militants have forced them out and they've lost everything Um, but this church puts on events they teach children they do trauma counseling they play games these children can be children in these in these areas Um, and it's because they're trying to pass on this joy of the Lord it's because they're like no matter what your circumstances we have this joy that cannot be covered up we have this joy that is so beautiful and Douglas prays he says Lord we can see you are really here your strength is present your Holy Spirit is still working despite war despite devastation despite pain despite destruction Douglas still finds a way to keep going and nothing can separate him from God's love and now that is joy. It's not, it's not just being about happy for a few hours. Joy is contentment. Joy is the unmistakable reality that you are loved by the Father. And um, it reminds me of Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12, which are quite well known for the persecuted church. It says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
And this verse just massively embodies what it is to be like sold out, going for God, rejoicing in the relationship you have with him. And this is a massive challenge for me because we live in such a comfortable environment. You know, we live in a, in a country where there's a lot of freedom of speech. There's a lot of freedom of religion. There's not that kind of back and forth um, battle. But actually, we are really quiet about this truth that we carry. We are you know, sometimes we'll be a bit embarrassed to say whether we're a Christian or whether we go to church. But actually, this joy that we carry should be shouted from the rooftops. It should be something that we encourage other people to experience. And um, and this is what we've done this week with my young people. We've um, we've there's this thing called advanced youth. I'm not sure if you know about it, but I head it up in the Barnet area, and it's basically just getting young people um, together once a month and in the summer three days um, and doing like gospel tools, practicing evangelistic tools, encouraging each other in faith, and then actually going out and using these tools. Um, and so that's what we've done these past three days. Um, me and some of the young people here, we've met here, we've done worship together, we've done devotional, we've looked at this gospel tool, maybe like got really scared, and then we thought, actually, let's let's do it, and we pray, and we and we caught it all in prayer, really. And then we go out, and then we share Jesus with people it's absolutely crazy stuff um but um we've only just really started this it's only been going for a few months and we're getting a core team but I've absolutely loved these past few months where I've got different young people come in I know that was a way that I actually really met some of my young people because I like never met them before and I was like oh this is really cool that I can see you here and we just go out and we share Jesus and I've got a few of them coming up to share stories so Julian and Joshua if you guys Joshua if you want to come first um, and then Julian you can come after Um, we uh, we met uh, quite uh, a few people in shops, so we went into shops and uh, said thank you for the work they've been doing. Uh, they've been doing during lockdown, and then praying for them. Some we just uh, prayed just a blessing, and for others we prayed for them to have a fruitful health. So good, so good, Julian. Uh, we, I talked to some like elderly people and even though they didn't have any faith, it was just nice to spread the message of God since, you know, it's just nice to spread and help his word spread. Amen. Amen. Really good. Sophia? Yeah, so we prayed for a lot of people and we also prayed for people with different faiths and they also shared with us their other faiths and some of them kind of like told us what we were doing was wrong but that just made it like more fun when we like <laughs> no when we <laughs> when we shared our faith and then we like we just kept going even though like people had said stuff to us yeah and these guys, let me tell you, they are bold. They are bold. So, so bold, in fact, that um, my friend Anna joined us for one of the days. And I was just saying to her, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. But then there's like Sophia and Joshua that are like, oh, wait, please, can we go up to these people? I'm like, yeah, you guys can, but I'm really nervous. Like, this is scary. So it's a bit ironic that me as the leader is a bit scared to do it. But let's go with it. Um, and it's just amazing stories, really encouraging and building them in faith, but also spreading the good news of Jesus 
just yesterday we went out onto Graham Park Estate and were door knocking, asking if we could pray for people. And we met like so many Christians out there, but we also met people who were just like, why are you doing this? Like, and we got to just share that with them. And it was so, so amazing. And we're really encouraged by that. Um, but these, these stories share, share so much joy. Um, it's like when the shepherds in um, Luke 2 uh, Uh, being spoken to by the angel it says fear not for behold I bring you good news of great joy for all people and that was really what we wanted to embody you know we went into Collindale tube station we went to Graham Park Estate and we're just chatting to random people because actually this news is for all people for whatever background they're from whatever faith they were in before but actually we know that this joy is for everyone um and there's a call for us to share this joy there's a call for us to be um you know out there just doing these crazy things and it's it is super easy to just live that easy life and be like actually I'm really comfortable actually like I know I'm a good person I think that's enough but you know Jesus does call us into this and that's a real challenge for us to live in as well um but there are people in this world that are surrounded by darkness and have never experienced joy and that is why it's so good to share this but then there's also people who Uh, in that darkness but they have experienced joy and they know that that darkness is just temporary because the kingdom of heaven is near and they know that those days aren't going to be so dark because of God and um and we know what the opposite of joy is we know especially in today's society we're able to pinpoint that you know it's depression it's these mental health illnesses that take over someone's life and can be such a barrier to them to be able to be free and live their life and um and actually if we go back to Isaiah where it says those names of Jesus it's wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace um and and you know even in those darkest times where we can find ourselves in those pits we know that actually God can bring us out of them um, and we know that we can experience the joy of God and um I want to leave you with two questions. Um, The first one is, I just wonder if there's anyone in your life right now that you could share this joy with. Um, And, you know, joy is a profound decision of faith and hope in the power of Jesus' own life and love. Um, So there's a call for us to share that joy. And uh, the second one is, I wonder if you actually have this joy maybe you you kind of felt like you had it but it's gone and you know like what we were saying about hope like you feel like you need to be like brought back into that place again um or maybe you've never experienced joy of the lord and you want to do that actually we would love 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 to pray for you um so i'm going to be at the front here if you want some prayer i'm sure is could anyone put their hand up if they could like pray for people as well would that be all right? Jerry, Christina, Maria. So like if you if you could pray for people and you just see anyone that wants to receive prayer, please do. It would be great. We, is the worship coming back on? Is that all right? Um, and we could just come back into that time of worship. But actually, if you want prayer um, for joy, yes, that would be amazing. So first of all, Becca, that was fantastic. And well done, all the young people who came up and shared. That was so good, and we need to get the stories behind what you said on stage. That was so lovely to hear that. Uh, and I think we just we're going to go. We're going to sing one last song, but uh, I just think we just need to take a moment. And when someone preaches, there'll perhaps be just one or two things that really impact your heart. So that's my question. I'm going to ask you now. What's what's really impacted you this morning from what Becca, from what the young people have said this morning, and 
you know, for me, Becca reminded me that joy is actually inside me. Sometimes I think joy has left me, don't I, when we go through difficult situations, but it's there. And that sense, Becca, that you said you can grow joy. So my prayer would be, can you pray for me to grow my joy and remind me of that? But I just, I just want some music just to be playing and, and perhaps Becca just to pray for us now, pray for people at home, pray again for people just watching this, maybe not live, but in a few days' time or something like that. Is that okay, Becca? Yeah, Come on, Lord. Yeah. Come on, Jesus. Yeah, thank, thank you, Father, for joy. Yeah. Thank you, God, that you um, came into this world and you died on a cross and Amen. you took away all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt. That's right, Jesus. All of the terrible things that we have in our life, God, and yeah. you replaced it with joy. You replaced Amen. it with the goodness of knowing you and your grace and your mercy, Father. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we thank you so much that that is an open invite to everyone, yeah. Jesus. And Lord, I just want to pray over anyone who wants to receive right now. Just put your hands yes, out. Jesus, um, yeah. Lord, I Come just on. pray that your Come joy be poured out in Jesus' name. Pour it and out. it's not this temporary fix, yeah, but it's actually it something that is everlasting and something that can grow and can be contagious yeah, for those around us, Father. Lord, we Father, pray that your joy would just be pouring out into this yeah. place and that Come on, people Lord. will be filled. People would experience yeah. your goodness again, Father. If that's something that's gone, Lord, renew it in Jesus' name. Come on, Lord. Father, I pray for anyone in the room that experiences severe depression or anxiety or worry, Jesus. Father, I pray that you would, in, in Jesus' name, remove that from their mind, remove that from their heart and replace it with joy, Jesus. Father, I thank you that there's people here that have experienced your goodness before. I thank you that even though they're in those darkest days, even though, in, even though they're in those really infuriating times, Father, actually, your joy surpasses that. Your joy knows all all understanding it can overcome anything that we face anything that the enemy tries to throw in our way father i pray for everyone right now whether they feel like the loneliest person in the room today or whether they feel like they're just not good enough father lord i pray fill them with your joy now in jesus name